Hello everyone! So today I have a very special episode with a very special guest. In just a moment you'll hear our conversation, but I wanted to propose a new introduction for my future podcast episodes because I feel a bit uh, silly just saying, hey podcast, like it's a bit vague. So what about like, got a case of wanderlusters? Are you guys cool with that name? Um, I just, it just popped into my mind, it made sense name is gotta kiss some wanderlust and to call you guys you know gotta you you know you get it so that's the that's the introduction i hope i hope you guys don't mind so yeah we're gonna get on with the interview all right i'm here with do you want to introduce yourself <laughs> okay hi this is uh sandeep and chandra uh, i'm from india but uh, right now i live in budapest um in hungary um it's a beautiful city uh in kind of the eastern part of Europe, but people don't like calling it the Eastern Europe here. Uh, people consider it more of a Central European country. And uh, it has a very uh, unique culture when it comes to, it, it's completely different from the Western European culture. And mm. uh, it's cheaper uh, for traveling if you are living somewhere in the United States or uh, you're living in one of the Western European countries. It's considered to be very cheap. I don't know if you've ever traveled here. Uh, I've never been to anywhere in Eastern Europe, but I'd love to go. Okay, so yeah, it's a very nice uh, city, very culturally rich, I would say. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying my stay here. Uh, it has been only seven months since I stayed here. The f- yeah, okay. Yeah. The first time I. I consider that a pretty long time no, to travel somewhere. Not really. Uh, I was here as a tourist in um, four years back uh, in t- 2018, and uh, I really loved the experience. Uh, at back then, I never thought that I would come back here as uh, uh, as a resident. I just thought that okay, this is just one time me visiting the city because Hungary. I feel that so far, I feel that it doesn't have too many cities to offer. Uh, for visitors, um, it's just Budapest. But after moving here, I got to know that there is something called as a Lake Balaton, and there are a few more cities which are beautiful as well. Uh, but to the outside world, uh, people only know about Budapest and nothing else. I'm pretty sure you have also heard only about Budapest. Yeah, I have to get better at my geography. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, right. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Yeah, that's so awesome. I've never talked to anyone from Hungary, um, so this is a first for me. What initially drew you to the city that made you spend seven months there? Yeah, okay. So uh, when I visited the city as a tourist, uh, I was actually working in Germany uh, because of a deputation. I work in a German company, so uh, but it was in India that I, I was working for the Indian uh, branch and uh, sometimes we get this opportunity to travel to germany and the us and wherever we have branches we have several branches all uh, spread all across the world so mostly we deal with germany or um, european countries mostly so uh, i was sent on a deputation i if you know what that means it's like a short-term assignment so i was sent on a deputation for about three months to germany um and uh, so I don't know about uh, uh, the visas that you get as a U.S. citizen. I think it's uh, three months you can travel anywhere in Europe without any 
uh, visa, right? But for us, it's like a Schengen visa. Uh, and uh, once you get that, you can travel to all the European Union countries and mm. uh, the ones within the Schengen region. So that's when I covered so many countries. Like within 85 days, I almost covered uh, 13 countries in Europe. Uh, that, yeah, that's something that people that surpasses your goal of five countries. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I I overdid it, <laughs> so I overachieved my goals because uh, this many number of countries, I think people in their entire lifetime they don't cover that, and people living in Europe as well, they have never traveled so far like I did. So that really um, uh, gave me a new motivation that I should move here at least for a few years, if not forever. Um, uh, I wanted to move here for a longer term, uh, be it through a job or a long-term assignment or whatever. And um, yeah, it all worked out and I just moved here. <laughs> so that was the story. Wow, well, first of all, congrats. Like, Thank you. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Like you were saying, not many people get to visit that many countries and to have the ambition and drive to actually go out, see the world and live your dreams is definitely like an achievement. And that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I'm sure there are many more countries like that you want to visit. So far, you visited 18. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can see all of those flags on my Instagram profile. <laughs> I'll definitely include that in the show notes if people want to check it out. But um, let's go back. What what drove you to actually have the passion to travel? Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, I was always fascinated by, uh, uh, you know, uh, in India, the film industry is huge. Uh, there's Bollywood. And uh, have you ever seen a Bollywood movie? I have not. Okay. There are, of course, a lot of songs and dances and so on and action and so on. But uh, uh, they always show that the rich people <laughs> uh, always live in some foreign country. You know, like uh, back in the 90s when I was growing up, they always showed that uh, the people who have made it big in their life, they live somewhere in the Western countries, uh, mm. uh, either in the US, the UK or somewhere in Europe. And um, so we always used to look up to them, look up to such people. And uh, always the songs used to be shot in these beautiful locations in Switzerland and so on. And we were just fascinated. We were always fascinating about it. How can we go there? It was a dream. Uh, so it's whenever I saw the songs on the screen, it was like, is it real? Is it for real is, or is it a painting? It was so beautiful. Europe is so beautiful. And uh, I don't know if you have ever been to India. I mean, no disrespect to my own country, but we have a lot of population. Uh, so that's why, uh, like, not all the places are clean. There are some very beautiful places um, like the Himalayas and so on. But uh, we don't have jobs over there for people like us, for technical people. So we have to live in uh, corporate jungles. I would call them as corporate forests. Uh, so huge uh, skyscraper buildings and so on and huge traffic. This is what I had to always grow through when I was in India. And uh, I was really frustrated after a few years. Um, uh, you know, like it almost took me one hour to reach my office every day uh, on a motorbike. 
And if I had to travel by car, it would be one and a half hours. And this is just for traveling 10 kilometers. Can you imagine that? So, <laughs> so it was kind of frustration and all these dreams and it, uh, yeah, it culminated into all this. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I could definitely relate. I definitely think that the media plays a huge part yeah. in triggering different motivations or it makes us see th that things can be possible or things that are out there that we never even know, knew existed. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that it's interesting that Bollywood portrays Western sort of environments that doesn't actually take place in India where like the films are made and like the actors are from. So do you think that's problematic at all? Do you wish that there was more Bollywood films made in India? Yeah, now they are being made in India. Now the uh, Indian uh, industry, I mean, the Bollywood has changed. Uh, people uh, don't really like seeing these uh, uh, people that they can't relate to. They are more about uh, uh, real people with real problems. So yeah. uh, we had this concept of heroes and heroines, like uh, only good-looking people were cast in movies. But now the times are changing slowly. It's, it's about the story. So it's not always about how good looking you are. It's just about how good the story fits your character. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to look very good for a movie. So the story uh, has come into the main limelight rather than the actual actors now. So times are changing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that That's good to hear. I feel like the same shift is happening in Hollywood, bringing more diversity, more um, just all around race, racial and gender to the main screen. And I think that's so important because growing up, I'm sure you could relate um, that you didn't see many people that represented who you were. And like we were just saying, if you don't see that represented, you don't necessarily see different kind of lifestyles as something that's possible for you. Exactly. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's great that change is happening, but definitely change still needs to happen. We have a lot of ways to improve on. Yeah. But um, speaking of the film industry, you kind of are involved with it now, right? <laughs> but it's a <laughs> in like a a little little part. But still, do you want to talk about your experience? Uh, I just did it uh, recently, so it's uh, yeah, and uh, I did it only because I was getting this opportunity to travel to Croatia and this happened uh, by a fluke. I, I actually was uh, taking some salsa classes and some bachata classes uh, here in Budapest. Uh, I'm not a great dancer by any means, uh, but I wanted to explore that part of mine. <laughs> so I was uh, just, uh, uh, yeah, as far as I remember, I was at a bachata class somewhere and I was just dancing uh, and uh, there was this, uh, lady who was a casting director uh, on the show for Netflix Vikings and uh, she was there and she saw me and she just uh, came up to me and she said that would you like to play a part in uh, one of the um, shows of Netflix uh, I was kind of shocked because because <laughs> <laughs> what a thing to be approached with like <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, and out of everyone there, I, she came to me. I was very uh, surprised. Um, why me? Uh, and that too for Vikings, because uh, let's face it, I, I'm just a brown man, uh, and Vikings are for Norwegians, as I know. Uh, what would I do in that? So that's what I was thinking. And uh, that's the first thought that came to my mind. The second thought was like, uh, 
I, I cannot act. I have never taken acting classes or anything like that. So I have no experience acting. And also, if you are considering me for any dance sequence, I'm just a beginner. You see that I, this is just a beginner class. <laughs> that too, this is the first or the second class. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty uh, surprised. Like, why did you come to me with this kind of offer? Uh, then she said that, okay, we will discuss about that later, but uh, first you say yes or no. I said, okay, uh, okay, let's give it a try. Then she said that, don't worry, you don't have to act or do anything like that, but uh, you might be, uh, she said that you, I see that you have a good body. So uh, you can be uh, cast in some of the warrior scenes or something like that, where uh, you might be given some swords and something like that, and uh, you have to just uh, play a part in some kind of a war or some small dance sequence and so on and the best part of it is that then she revealed the best part the best part of it mm -hmm. was that uh, you have to travel to croatia in an all expenses paid trip and uh, you will be put up in some kind of five-star hotel and uh, all the meals are on us and everything so that sold me the idea <laughs> It would sell me the idea too. I'd be like, "Yes, sign me up, please." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it kind of fell into my lap without any, um, yeah, any uh, real effort. Right, like it wasn't like you ever dreamed of being an actor. Yeah. Is that something you now consider, or is this, this is just a way to travel? <laughs> just a way to travel. I I don't consider myself an actor and the thing is that uh, like i said in bollywood we always think that uh, only good looking people can be actors and i don't consider myself as good looking so i never thought that i could be an actor or something like that <laughs> well first of all that's not true <laughs> uh and also like how has your experience being on set now like has your perception of the film industry changed have you learned anything being behind the scenes working there yeah i learned about the struggle that they go through it's so difficult like even for shooting a like i don't know five to ten minute sequence they uh take around 12 hours so the uh <laughs> the number of minutes is actually directly proportional to the number of hours that they put in so for example if it is a 12 minute scene they would at least put in uh, 12 hours of effort mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So they take the same shot from, and what I understood that they take, uh, for each scene, uh, they shoot, at they take at least five retakes. And uh, then they take it from multiple camera angles. They have drone shots and, uh, yeah, so many things. So meanwhile, are you just doing the same thing over and over? Yes, you have to do the same <laughs> thing over and over and over and over again. Sometimes it gets boring. Sometimes, uh, uh, yeah, it's freezing cold and you're out there. Like, for example, today it was snowing here in Budapest and uh, we were just standing out in the cold. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other time uh, when I was in Croatia, uh, uh, in Croatia, you know, there's this Adriatic Sea. And uh, I was just shooting near the shores of the Adriatic Sea at um, 3 a.m. in the morning in the Oh my god! Morning, <laughs> and uh, I was uh, wearing Roman clothes. You know, like Romans used to wear, uh, just a mm -hmm. thin sheet of clothing uh, with nothing underneath. So they did not even let us put on underwear. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> yeah. So no thermals, no underwear, nothing. So it was so so cold, and especially with the sea breeze coming in. So it's a difficult job. Yeah. But worth it, considering it's an all-expense-paid yeah. trip. You could stay in five-star hotels, eat good food. Yeah. I mean, worth it to me. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> so back to your travels. What has been the most memorable country or place that you've been in mm-hmm. that really just has a special place in your heart? Hmm. Okay. The country which I have traveled to most is... Uh, Austria I somehow keep going back there again and again um I have been to multiple cities in Austria um like Innsbruck uh, Vienna um Salzburg um uh, but there is a very special town in my mind in, in my mind right now it's not a town it's actually a very uh, small village it's called Werfen and uh, it has uh, uh, a natural ice cave uh, mm, wow. yeah if you google it uh, uh, natural ice caves in europe you would uh, i think that would be the first result that would pop up on your screen so the temperature there is i think as far as i remember it never goes uh, above minus 1 so the ice caves are always maintained and it has been for several several thousands of years so when i landed there um, I was like, uh, yeah, it was like a fairy tale. Like uh, everything was looking like a painting, and I found it even more beautiful than Switzerland. Uh, wow, really? Yeah, I mean Switzerland is, of course, very beautiful and it's very yeah. touristy, and everyone knows about it. But it's kind of overhyped uh, mm-hmm. because everyone travels there. But the peace. Okay. that i attained here because there was no one there was absolutely no one i was traveling mm. with a friend of mine and when we just stepped out of the train onto the platform we found no one <laughs> literally no one uh and we saw some cows on the street just like we do in india <laughs> uh the cows had very cute little uh, bells around their necks yeah. and they were just going around it was kind of a farming land i guess so, mm. yeah uh, it is very special yeah, something that I've never seen before. And yeah, it was like a painting, uh, yeah, real life painting that I saw. It I actually have a picture of it on my Instagram, but it's kind of oversaturated. I I will send it to you. It's there on my Instagram, but I think uh, if you search for it, uh, you won't find it. But I will send it to you because you follow me on Instagram, so you'll be able to see that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, Austria is definitely on my bucket list. Um, I've I have been to Switzerland, and it's, it, I think so far it's like the most beautiful country I've been to. But yeah, definitely there's so many tourists. Uh, I didn't find that it in- inhibited the experience because mm-hmm. I feel like it's more tasteful tourism. It's not like a whole bunch of like you know groups or um, like a cruise sort of situation that kind of touristy but yeah there is like a lot of infrastructure obviously around the whole country um so i get what you mean that maybe somewhere like austria you have a more intimate experience and that kind of makes it more special if it's you know something you have to yourself yeah exactly so you've been in europe for how long again uh now almost eight months and previously i was there for three months so yeah you can say that almost in almost a year in total 
Okay, and so living living in Europe now, what do you find were the biggest cultural differences or maybe adjustments that you had to make going from India to yeah? Ah, okay, uh, um, I am kind of the most un-Indian person that you would find. <laughs> That's what my colleagues say. They don't uh, see that Indianness in me. Uh, they are surprised uh, even with my accent and everything because uh, I don't know. Uh, most of the people. I can't relate. <laughs> My boss called me a like a banana because I'm yellow on the outside, but I'm white on the yeah. on the inside, and I find that so funny because yeah, <laughs> I just never heard that kind of comparison before. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny to know. Uh, so, are you like half Chinese and half American, or where are you from? I, I I'm a hundred percent Chinese. I grew up. Here. Completely in the U.S. Though. Ah, okay, okay. So I was uh, lucky. I was just uh, <laughs> double cross. I was uh, crossing my fingers. I just wanted to know your nationality. I was thinking whether you're from China or from some other country, but I got it right somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people get offended if you don't find the if you don't say the na uh, correct nationality. Not me though, but uh, some people. Uh, I'm unfazed. I get asked so many times. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you were born and brought, brought up in the U.S. Then. Um. Yeah, I'm born in China. Moved, adopted here when I was one. Ah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um. But yeah. So, did did you find it difficult to adjust at all, or did you find that because maybe you're so un-Indian, <laughs> like it was like normal for you to live in Europe it was normal only different uh not difference it's the only difficulty that I face day in and day out is that in India I could afford uh, uh it, it's not good to say this uh, but yeah in India everyone has a servant so uh we don't call them servant but we call them helpers uh mm. and Okay. Everyone could afford, like everyone who is from the working class or middle class, upper middle class person, can afford such services. And so like a maid um, or uh, housekeeper, house yeah, um, yeah, kind of. So like they can uh, offer services uh, uh, which are very cheap, and you can call them every day. So of course, not every day. They do have holidays on Sundays and sometimes on weekdays as well. Sundays mandatorily, of course. Otherwise, it would be kind of violating the human rights. But yeah, <laughs> so uh, those things. So at least you don't. You have one less thing to worry about. That is keeping the house clean uh, mm. or cooking for yourself. Uh, I don't have a problem cooking for myself because I'm quite fond of cooking. Uh, if you have seen my Instagram. Uh, if you see the food and stuff like that, I'm a big foodie and uh, I like cooking. And there are a lot of stuff uh, that have been cooked by me and that are there on my Instagram page. So I like cooking, so that's not a problem. Uh, the challenge, though, is to find the right ingredients sometimes. Uh, because I've stayed in India for such a long time, uh, I do try to put most of the Indian ingredients in everything. And I do find them here, but... It's I kind I kind of feel sometimes lazy because the shops Indian shops are not really close to my place. I have to go. I have to travel somewhere, maybe twenty kilometers apart. So that's one challenge. Uh, also, the food uh, delivery is uh, so competitive in India that you have so many restaurants all around the place, and you have so many different food apps. 
so and the services literally 24 7 you can find food 24 uh, hours around the clock uh here in europe that is not the case but um to be honest budapest is much better compared to the other western countries because uh in terms of services because here um uh uh, the shops and the supermarkets, everything is open on Saturdays, on Sundays. So you don't really have that big of a problem. Uh, whereas I, I could say this because I have lived in two countries. I have lived in Germany as well for an extended period, three, three months. So I think I'm qualified enough to talk about it. So in Germany, uh, especially in Stuttgart, you will find that uh, on a Saturday uh, uh, after 4 p.m., all the supermarkets get closed. And if you don't buy your groceries or uh, whatever you need for your uh, culinary skills, then uh, you end up uh, going to a restaurant in, on Sundays because you don't have anything to cook. So that would be a huge problem. But here uh, you don't have that problem, thankfully. So, yeah, it's open every day and it's open till most of the supermarkets are open till eight. And uh, there are some uh, supermarkets which are even open 24-7. And thankfully, I have one right next to my house. So that's all the problem. <laughs> yeah. But the biggest cultural difference is uh, not having a maid servant and such things. So you have to clean the house by yourself. You have to be more uh, self-dependent, I would say. Or, or <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was not expecting that answer. I, I had no idea that that was so common in Indian households. Um, so, hmm. Well, okay. Then what would you say is the best parts about now living in Europe? Uh, best part is, uh, of course, the work culture, because the work-life balance is taken really seriously here. Uh, uh, and uh, I could totally vouch for that. Everything is well thought through, I would say. Uh, rather than the front loading is more rather than the um uh, what should i say like uh, they try to estimate things much earlier they try to uh yeah do things in a much uh, better way so that you don't have to rush through it or push through it at the, that's the major difference yeah i definitely detected that when i was in europe i never worked there but i definitely feel a greater sense of uh, just living life and appreciating um, your time away not from work and like hustling constantly so I definitely appreciated that as well um, and just some final questions do you have any advice for someone traveling to Hungary mm -hmm. uh, someone traveling to Hungary okay I would say that first of all uh, uh, if you're traveling for a longer time let's say maybe 15 days and more uh you should definitely go for the public transport uh, pass which is uh, so there is an app called budapest go uh, so if you're coming to budapest you should definitely uh, download the app and uh, uh, first thing you should do is like buy a pass buy a 15-day pass or a 30-day pass based on how long your stay is going to be uh, that is the cheapest way to travel, and believe me, uh, Europe uh, in Europe, Budapest has one of the best public transport networks that I've I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, so there is nowhere that you won't uh, like wherever you stay in Budapest, uh, you don't have to tr uh, walk on foot for more than like five hundred or seven hundred meters. There is always a means of transport. 
So I, I think you don't even need to walk for one kilometer to reach. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's so, so convenient. So we have so many different modes of transport here. We have buses, we have trams, we have electric buses, we have uh, ferries. Uh, because uh, it's uh, it's actually three cities. Uh, so um, it, I don't know if you know about Budapest. Uh, it was created from three different cities, uh, Buda, Obuda, and Pest. So these three cities were combined together to form one city. And uh, mm-hmm. between Buda and Pest, there is this uh, huge river that runs between the cities. It's called Danube or Duna in Hungarian. And there are seven bridges across uh, this river and uh, which divides the Buddha part and the Pest part. So Buddha part is the medieval town, uh, which uh, you would like to visit as a tourist because it's like it is full of castles and palaces and so on. Uh, And on the other side, Pest, which is like where I live, it is more of a a industrial place uh, where a lot there are a lot of industries and there are a lot of companies corporate stuff, uh, and also there are a lot of uh, residential complexes, like the one that I live in. So yeah, that's what defines Hmm. the city, yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. I love that fun fact. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate you coming on and even like suggesting that you wanted to be a guest on my podcast. I appreciate all your insight and sharing your experiences in India and living in Europe. But thank you so much for your time. Um, I'll leave your Instagram handle in the show notes. And yeah, I wish you a really great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. And let's be... Bye-bye.